0: Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, Wasalatu salatu salamu ala rasulihil kareem, nabiina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in, amma ba'd. So in one of the previous sittings we mentioned that good manners, the pillars of good manners are how many? The pillars of good manners are how many? All good etiquettes, all good manners, they all go back to four primary pillars. Does anybody remember how, does anybody remember what they are? Intention. Intention Intention is something that is part and parcel of every action. Number one controlling your tongue. Another one. Yeah, having a clean heart towards others. Number three. Not being led by your impulses, not being driven by your impulses. Number four. Keeping away from what doesn't concern you. Keeping away from those things that you're not meant to give uh, importance towards. So those are the four essential pillars of good manners. If they are within you, if you have them, then that will give rise to all other beautiful etiquettes, characteristics and qualities. So as for the one related to protecting the tongue and preserving the tongue, we briefly discussed certain matters concerning it in the uh, previous sitting. Inshallah ta'ala today, we'll reflect upon the narration of the Messenger alayhi salatu the hadith of Anas, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yomil akhir, or rather he said, La yu'minu ahadukum, hatta yu'hibbuli akhihi, ma yu'hibbuli nafsi. None of you truly believes until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. This here, within it, is the underlying principle of having a clean heart towards your brothers, not having any ill feelings towards them. And this narration, discussion of it would be very lengthy, but there's one particular matter that we want to focus on. And that is the principle of loving for your brother what you love for yourself loving for your brother what you love for yourself and therefore the thing that you are required to do in order to attain this mandatory perfection of your iman is not related to your physical limbs because the prophet said none of you or rather he said yes none of you truly believes until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself love occurs where love occurs where in the heart love occurs within the heart and therefore in order for you to attain this mandatory perfection of iman because iman it has a mandatory perfection a level of perfection that that you should have if you don't have it then it doesn't mean that you're not muslim it just means that your iman is deficient So this mandatory perfection of Iman that you should attain and that you must attain and that you should have from its requirements is that your heart should love for your brother what you love for yourself. Therefore it doesn't mean that you have to actually go out of your way and physically do for your brother give to your brother what you like yourself. It doesn't mean for example that you love uh, to have a good uh, source of income a, a, a comfortable income it doesn't mean now that you now have to half your wealth in order and give it to your brother if you do that then, Alhamdulillah that's a good thing but that isn't what is being referred to here the thing that you have to do is an action of your heart and that is love for your brother what you love for your own self you love to be treated with respect treat your brother with respect you love that uh, uh, you gain knowledge of the deen knowledge of the sharia love it in your heart that your brother attains that as well you love that you live in a comfortable house love it in your heart that your brother he has that as well you love and you like not to be oppressed Love that your brother, he isn't oppressed neither. And likewise, you see your brother enjoying a blessing. Love that for him. Your brother, for example, he gets married. Your brother, he gets married. Your Muslim brother, he gets married. Be happy for him. Love that for him because you would love it yourself. Your Muslim brother, he uh, gets a good job, for example. Love that for him because you would love it yourself. And so on and so forth you can you can then use that and then from that you can apply that to all other scenarios so many different scenarios in life that you love for yourself love it for your brother if you do so then you have attained that mandatory perfection of your of your iman and allah's messenger alayhi salatu wasalam he highlighted to us the great importance and the significance of loving your brother and being sincere to your brother and having this clean, uncontaminated heart towards your brother in an amazing hadith. In a hadith that is amazing, beautiful hadith for the one who reflects upon it. For the one who doesn't, that doesn't reflect upon it, then may Allah Jalla aid him and us but this narration, for the one who reflects upon the content of it, it will be an encouraging incentive to love your brother for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the hadith is found in the Musnad of Imam Al Ahmad. Of Imam Ahmad, the hadith of Abu Malik al-Ash'ari radiallahu ta'ala anhu, in a narration declared authentic by Imam al-Albani. In it, the Messenger alayhi salatu he said Ya ayyuhal naas Ya ayyuhal naas I'lamu and he said Ya ayyuhal naas uh, I'lamu uh, uh, is, uh, is, uh, Isma'u Wa'lamu Ya ayyuhal Isma'u Wa'lamu Wakilu Isma'u Wakilu Wa'lamu Listen, this is the Prophet saying, listen, understand, and know. Know the following information that I'm about to give to you. So when the Prophet is saying this, this means that the information that he's about to relate to you is very, very important. Very, very significant. And therefore, he is asking the people to pay attention. Ya nas, isma'u wa waqil wa'lam inna lillahi ibad laysu bi'anbiya wala shuhada yaghbituhum al-anbiya wal shuhada ala majalisihim wa qurbihim min allahi azza wa the prophet he said there are a allah has a group of slaves allah has a group of slaves righteous people righteous slaves and these righteous people are not prophets. And they are not martyrs. Those that are killed in the path of Allah. Yet the prophets and the martyrs will have ghibta over this group of people, this elite group of people on Yawm al The prophets and the martyrs will have ghibta. What's ghibta? A form of wanting what they want without what they actually have been taken away from them you know somebody that has for example knowledge of the sharia so you want that as well you want to have the same thing without that knowledge that he has been taken away from him so on yawm al qiyamah there's going to be an elite group of people that prophets, that martyrs are going to have this jealousy, this ghibta over why? because of their majalis and the qurb to Allah because of where they're going to be sitting their seating and their closeness to Allah on Yawm Al Qiyama. when a person he hears this, what goes through your mind? right now, what are you thinking? when you hear this, that there's a group of people on Yawm Al Qiyamah that the prophets and the martyrs are going to be jealous over because of how close these people are going to be to Allah because of the sitting that they're gonna have on Yawm al Qiyamah. Right now, what's the thing that is going through your mind? Huh? Huh? Science. Who are they? What are their signs? Yes. What are their signs? Who are they? Why? Why do you want to know what their signs are? Why? Because you want to be like them. Because the, the, the offer that's on the table right now is an opportunity of a lifetime. Can you? This is so amazing. That you get to be in a category of people That even prophets and martyrs want to be occupying That type of station That is how close you'll be with Allah on yawm al qiyamah So no doubt you want to know I want to know all of us here We want to know who these people are Not just for academic knowledge so that we can remember No we want to know what these people are like So that we can become like them Like those people and then what happened is a man, an A'rabi, you know, A'rabi, Bedouin man, Bedouin man, not somebody that is a regular person sitting in the company of the Prophet ﷺ, not one of his close companions, a Bedouin man, somebody that tends to the sheep, somebody that isn't uh, what you regard from the, from, the, from the city. He comes and he sits down at the end of the, of the gathering, at the, the end, the perimeter of the gathering if you like and he said O Messenger of Allah a group of people whom Ya Rasulullah Nas bin nas Laisu bi shuhada wala anbiya a group of people that aren't prophets neither are they martyrs yet prophets and martyrs are going to be jealous over them because of their sitting and their closeness to Allah يعني yawm al-qiyamah this Bedouin man he said describe them to us tell us who they are what are they like just like you want to know what these people are about and why is it the case that they have this big station on Yom Al-Qiyamah just like you brothers want to know this Bedouin man he wanted to know as well so what happened Allah's Messenger alayhi his face fasurra Rasulullah sallallahu arabi So the Prophet ﷺ's face, he became happy because of the question of this, this A'rabi, this Bedouin man. And so Mustafa ﷺ, he then went on to describe to us the characteristic, the nature of these these people. Why is it they have this elite standing on Yawm Al-Qiyamah? He said, They are a group of people from unknown ethnicities, various different tribes. There is no family kinship between them. A group of people. They don't know what his ethnic background, they don't know the ethnic backgrounds of each other. There is no family ties that link them together and bring them close together. But then the Messenger, والسلام, he then went on to tell us the reason why these people are regarded so high, so virtuous on al Qiyamah that even the Prophets. And the martyrs will want to be in this in their position. The Prophet والسلام, he then went on to say, wa fihi. These people on yawm al-qiyamah that are going to be honored close to Allah, these people loved each other for the sake of Allah. They had no family ties between them they loved each other for the sake of Allah and they were sincere to each other they were genuine to each other they had clean, clear, pure hearts one to another and then the Prophet ﷺ he then goes on to mention the honor that they'll have on yawm al-qiyamah Manabira min nur On yawm al qiyamah Allah shall place for this elite group of people Pulpits minbars, Pulpits Made out of nur Made out of light Fayajlisuna alayha And then this elite group of people They're going to sit down on these pulpits made out of nur On yawm al qiyamah فَيَجَعَلُوا وُجُوهَهُمْ نُورًا نُورًا The Prophet he said Then Allah shall place noor upon their faces noor upon their clothings." People on that day Perhaps me, perhaps you People on that day They're going to be terrified They're going to be alarmed. They're going to be frightened and scared. (laughs) But this elite group of people are not going to be terrified. They're not going to be scared. They're not going to be alarmed. And those people, they are the awliya of Allah, the allies of Allah. No fear shall be upon them, and neither shall they grieve this here this narration here it is enough of an incentive for a group of people who believe in allah believe in his prophets believe in his book believe in the sunnah of the messenger والسلام, believe in the path of his companions that they love one another for the sake of allah and that they are clean-hearted towards one another the offer that is on the table for you is so great and it, it would be an absolute loss, an absolute tragedy for you to lose out on this opportunity. And it doesn't require anything big from you. It doesn't require toil and labor. Hajj. Jihad fi sabilillah The legislated jihad. Not the jihad of ISIS. The legislated jihad under a Muslim ruler. Hajj. Jihad. Talab al-ilm. Seeking knowledge. Even salah. It requires physical effort. This here requires nothing other than a simple action of your heart, and that is loving your brother for the sake of Allah and being clean hearted towards him. So we'll suffice with that until next time. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. la ilaha ant astaghfiruka wa atubu